Hey, welcome to the newest episode of the Articulate Ox Podcast. I am your host, Soma79. Thank you so, 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 so much for joining me today. My guests are Boston hip-hop production duo Cloak and Dagger, a.k.a. Matthias and Crack Sislak. Um, I've been a big fan of their work for years. Uh, I know them through a bunch of different mutual friends that we've worked that have worked together, and we kind of came up in the scene together. They have a real awesome grimy style where they um, it's just it's like old school boom bap hip hop with like a modern twist. Uh, we get into a lot about how they make their beats and you know how what it means to work together as a team. And it sounds like they get a really cool system worked out. And obviously, by the way, the music sounds is definitely working. So check out their albums with Oblivious and Piro and Judge the disciple there's some of my favorites and um yeah it's a great interview follow them on instagram follow them everywhere and check out their music peace hey welcome to the newest episode of the articulate ox podcast i am your host soma 79 my guests today are Boston hip hop production duo Cloak and Dagger. We got Crack Sizzlack and we got Matthias. What's going on, guys? What's up, brother? How you doing? Awesome. It's great to talk to you guys. It's been a long, long time. We were just talking before we started that um, I kind of took about a 10 year break from Boston hip hop and came back, and you guys had all these albums out with all these artists that like were part of my old crew. And I was like, holy shit. Hero, <laughs> <laughs> Judge D, Oblivious, like some of the most talented people i know and your your beats are really bringing out the best in them so uh congratulations on your success with that yeah, i appreciate that appreciate that and i agree you know lucky enough to have like the best you know what i mean most productive artists in our form it's just it's a blessing yeah definitely i i remember judge um when i met him when he i, I was probably like 22 or 23 this is like 20 years ago and he was already like a fully formed artist. Like he was already just his, his, pre, his like the way he probably thought about KRS one was the way that I was looking at him because yeah. his voice was already so big in his vocabulary and everything. I was just like, holy shit. Yeah. Literally. He's, he's literally. like cut from a different cloth. I've seen this dude sit down and write a 16 in less than 16 minutes. Like, and it'd be like the most. Illest crazy thing you ever heard. You know what I mean? After like, hearing the beat one time. Yeah, like yeah. the two of them. He's 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 tough. Yeah, Judge D no sleep, man. <laughs> he came by my house and we recorded an album that never came out called "Rome Wasn't Burnt in a Day." And I think he just brought his notebook and I played like ten beats and he recorded most of it in like two days. And it's yeah. now it's all old, but like it's still when I listen to it, I still think it's like I'm like, dude this is awesome. And he's like, ah, I got my better stuff. And I'm like, you're probably right, but it's still dope. Yeah, right, 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 right. Oh, that sucks. Um, yeah, yeah, he's been an insane MC for years, man. Yeah. So how did that you guys get your start? I mean, I, I remember, Matthias, you, you during the end of the Mike Monarchy days, you were helping us out with some of that production. So that was dope. I think that was the first time we met. But um, how did you guys get started? We originally, like, um, Third, the starving artist day. So Aztec first. Um, Aztec had brought me out to a couple shows, like invited me to a couple shows. One of them happened to be in Quincy at uh the My House Bar. Yep. And um yeah, so we were over there, and then um he introduced me to like Oblivious and like Donny and um a couple other heads, and then I just got in the team. I had been producing for a little while prior or whatever. Um. And then, yeah, man, I got hit to Starving Artists. We started cooking together. Like, I was on uh, social tape 
um, you know what I'm saying, mixed and mastered by Matthias out of the, you know, out of the starving artist uh, studio. And then, like you said, you know, we took a little break. And then I think we were at, I think it was at La Teb's crib at like a cookout. And I, we were sipping a little bit and I'm like, yo, Matthias, we should start making beats. Like, you know what I mean? We should make a group or something like a, a duo, you know what I mean? And um, he's like, yeah, it'd be dope. So from there, we just started cooking, man. And we didn't even have a name at first, you know what I mean? Judge B actually named it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, word? I didn't know that. What's, where did yeah. the name come from? Uh, Comics, you know, it came from the comic. Oh, yeah. We ended up, you know what I mean? We ended up, spitting, you know, spelling it a little different with the Q and shit like that. But, um, yeah, yeah, that, that's how it basically started, man. And then, like, that was probably, what, five years ago? Five, six years ago. Yeah, five, like six years ago. And then, like, the first three years was us just cooking beats. You know what I mean? Anybody from just getting, like, hip to the process. And then I'm trying to figure out different ways, like, I started out as an engineer, um, you know, like how we met. So yep. how I originally got into music was uh, I listened to hip hop growing up, growing up in Boston, skateboarding and shit. And then I moved to the South Shore when I was like 15, 16 and actually met Pilsy and uh, Joey Glenn and all those cats oh, yeah. from uh, Quincy through skateboarding. And um, with the whole crew, you know, all four and a fifth and uh from there, just started making music because there was just nobody really had a way to record their shit. Everybody was yeah. writing over beats, and you know this was post like gutterheads and shit when like they had the studio and hectics, but yeah, that was gone at that point. But like prior to you so, guys, it was like I feel like ninety percent of the beats that we were rapping over were all Holbrook's beats or Mastermind as he was going by back then, and it was like. Literally. Yeah, and I think and it's, I don't I haven't heard I don't think he still makes music. I don't know when he stopped, but it felt like there was a cutover where and I love his beats, but like we were all back then using some we were we were you know using dated equipment and, and still learning how to how to do it. Like there wasn't like the polish. It was more of that grimier vengeful minds project. Yeah, yeah. You guys had you like, guys evolved a bigger sound. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um Ulrich's still making beats here and there. I still get him oh, fucking right. around. Still wake up regularly. I was just texting him yesterday about going to San Francisco uh, to go skate and shit. But um, he's another yeah, dude who around. he's good at everything he does. I remember he he like messed up his yeah. like Achilles heel or something, and he couldn't oh, skate. So he just taught himself to skate. The, oh yeah, then he taught himself to skate like Goopy Foot. <laughs> and I remember seeing him just balancing on the board, and I was just like, "Fuck, man, I can barely walk." <laughs> like, yeah, Holbrook is. The most talented individual I've ever met. Yeah, he literally showed me how to make beats, which is just funny. So we had that starving artist studio, and I had been engineering maybe five, six years, you know. Um, and everybody was just making beats, and I was just sick of recording motherfuckers every day for free, not being, you know, having doing anything artistic at all. Um, I mean, other than engineering, which was I was shit at at the time, but. I remember Holbrook coming through and begging him to teach me how to use the MPC, you know, like with the floppy disks and this old ass machine. Oh, yeah. And he literally was like, nah, I'm not showing you. I've shown everybody in their fucking mother. Nobody <laughs> makes music on it. It's a pain in the ass. Like, nah. So I just kept smoking them up and I'm like, yo, tell me how the fuck to do this. Like, how do I turn this shit on? How do I chop samples? Like, I use Pro Tools. Fuck. Yeah. What is this? And he gave me like the quickest run through as fast as he could, left the studio and like two weeks later came over and I'm still making beats. He's like, how the fuck did you remember all that shit? Uh, 
yeah, from there out, it's just been uh, crazy. Yeah. yeah, there is definitely a learning curve to that shit. Because I mean, I I've never had an MPC, but I had like I have a little Boss sampler, like five hundred five from back in the day. And it's like, I'm still learning new shit on it. And it's it's just, you know, there's there's obviously technical limitations to the older equipment where you can't sample as longer or the sample rate isn't as good, but you can still do amazing things. Like I think a lot of donuts by Jay Dilla was done on a sampler that was like a lesser version yep. of the one I have. So it's yep. like no excuses, you know? I, I got one of those put away. There's part of shit to make shit on, you know, your limited sample time and all that shit. But... Yeah, but there's something that's beautiful about that, man. Like, you know what I mean? Make something more creative. Yeah. Like you have limited possibilities. You have to do shit different. Facts. Facts. Yeah. Now anybody can just go on YouTube, rip sample, loop it in like an app that they have on their phone and like, you know what I mean? Make a beat in two minutes. But like, it's just something, I don't know, man. I, I always like more primitive or whatever style of hip hop. I always been like that too. Yeah, it's like when you think back to like what people did, you know, before us, like with with pause tapes on tape decks. I yeah. like that was before my time, but I don't know how long I have the patience to do that shit for. Like I would, right. it, it seems it seems impossible. Like, I think I probably couldn't do it now, like effectively. Back, uh, back. I, I would be horrible. Yeah, <laughs> I have a real to real over here, and that shit is tough as fuck to fuck. Yeah. I used to, I went to film school years ago and we, we were like the last class at the, at the school that learned on like the old physically cutting it and scotch taping it together. And it was like, you're yeah. using equipment from like the fifties and it was like, well, everything looks like shit. Don't worry. In two years, this will all be on a computer and it'll be way less cheaper and it'll be way better. But, um, you know, we have your money now. <laughs> That's just hilarious. So crack, what about you? What are, what, what did you learn on? Like what type of equipment did you, uh, cut your teeth? Um, I started basically way back in the day of FL Studio, like, I don't know, six or some shit, <laughs> way Fruity back loops. in, like, yeah, 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 and, um, and then I ended up using a Triton, my, my man, so I, I linked up with these cats on the south side of Brockton, it was family already, um, went by Storm Riders, a bunch of cats from the south side, and, uh, my man had ended up getting Triton, and, um, some shit had happened at his crib, and, uh, basically, that but he ended up needing to stash it at my crib and um so he left it there for like i think three months and then i started fucking with it heavy and then uh from there like i used like the mpd and then i've upgraded to the um to the machine uh basically when me and matthias were like a few years in because he ended up getting the machine and be like it was just easy we both got the same setup now you know what i mean we both got the same exact computer same exact machine like we're able to do so much more that samples at my crib send them like right into the like the google drive or whatever and then we'll just come here open it up and finish a beat or he can do the same thing start something send it over i'll lay some drums or whatever it is you know what i mean so um yeah man i started way back but like <laughs> i feel like this guy crazy yeah now. yeah the yeah, workflow's yeah. Been crazy. yeah yeah so yeah. originally when we started working it was like i don't mash our shit up like he uses fruity loops i use pro Two thousand. It's like, what's the easiest workflow? You know, so I think we originally decided to go with the MPC two thousand just because it was easier yeah. medium for both of us because we understood both ends of it. And then uh, you know, it's a couple of years of like every week or every two weeks having like one ill beat. Like we made one ill beat this week and it was dope because it didn't take us three weeks to chop it. Yeah, with, yeah. with six seconds here and five seconds there. And, uh, right. 
we switched to like the MPC um, digital when that first yeah. came out, the MPC black, and that changed our production crazy. Like we were able yeah. to go from like a week to two to making a beat in a day. You know what I mean? Making a couple of beats over the week, you know what I mean? And link yeah. it up twice a week to make them. Right. And now, since we switched to like the machine, we both have the exact same setup. A Google Drive folder that's split between both of our computers, so everything's uploaded live. Yeah. Um, we can make five, seven, eight beats in a day, make a yeah. whole tape with an MC on the spot, yeah. and just like not be restrictive as creatively as we are. Yeah, it's like funny. Everything you're talking about is all stuff that would have made our processes so much easier back in the day. But it's like now there actually is a technology to link these systems together. And the little bit of forethought of going, we should be using the same stuff is like a huge, you know, back then we're using what we could be able to make the choice now. It's huge. Exactly. Exactly. And it's just, yeah, it's been definitely up our game to like be able to do so much more like not just us too, but like also like the rest of like Knuckle Draggers, you know what I mean? Like we're just surrounded by like crazy artistic, like wicked gifted people and like, yeah, man, it just made us, made us step our shit up too, you know what I mean? So having the, you know what I mean? Having the exact same equipment, exact same computer, everything's just, it just, it just makes the productivity like so much higher. So what is like your workflow process like? I mean, is it is it you guys like sitting there twisting the knobs together, or is it one of you do the drums, another one does the bass, or like do you, or does it change different things? Yeah, everybody asks that. We, we both do everything. You know what I mean? So yeah. So the way it usually works is like we'll both dig for samples, put them in a shared drive. That's just are literally poke and dagger samples on one shared email. We both can go through it, take what we like if it's mutual decision, and move to the next round. Then uh, if we like it, usually a spot or it'll be pre like previously chopped up by one of us, ready to go. We'll get up. We get up on Mondays and Saturdays. After work on Mondays, like a full day session on Saturdays, we go into our little Google Drive notepad. It's a bunch of files that says to be sampled, already chopped, beats that are too ill to show anybody, beats that are finished, <laughs> beats that are gone. You know what I mean? And it's like. Come in, dig through the ones that are, uh, we both agree on it real quick. Yep, cool, we're down. Yeah. We just flip it, like open up the session, somebody fucks with the table. Yeah, it's bit. like whoever opens the, the file or whatever. Like, it, it, we both, yeah, we've both done this and we do the same shit. So, like, I mean? one of us will open it, maybe start making some loops on the fucking drums or start flipping the sample. And then I got this little uh, cart that the machine sits on. And we just flip it back and forth between us. Oh, that's dope. Until someone makes a bunch of samples, we flip a bunch of fucking shit. We're happy with drums. Cool. Then we start building it out. As we build it, uh, one of us will make something. If we hear something we want to change, we tell them. Yeah. If it's whack, we tell them to delete it. Yeah. <laughs> Neither yeah. of us really give a shit. You know what I mean? Yeah, it's we... all about having fun, really. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We, we definitely mad critical of each other too, though. You know what I mean? Like we're not like I'm not gonna hype my man up just to like right. make some wag shit. I'm like, bro, nah. oh, yeah, <laughs> literally, it's perfect. You know, it gives us better quality music. But yeah, you guys seem like you're them. approaching this with like not a lot of ego, which is a healthy way to do it. Yeah. There is zero ego. Like yeah. we're just here to make music, and yeah. luckily, all of our boys are fucking still musicians. And, yeah. Right. We got to keep it moving that route, you know. Right, and right. Uh, the fact that to build with people outside of that circle just makes it more fun for us. Right. 
Yeah, definitely. Definitely. Yeah. It's, it's so, it's so hard to find people to work with that you actually can work with and have that relationship where there is actually positive. I mean, it's like, I mean, I've definitely been in groups where it's like you're in a relationship with four people and it works about as well as being in a relationship with four people. It's just like, well, how could yeah, we have done nothing? How could we have sat here all day and done nothing? You know? Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah there's there's zero ego here. Like, uh, we're just here to make music and luckily the shit we make people like as much as we do. Yeah, and yeah. having the schedule like you guys described is huge too because i mean obviously as artists most of us are to some degree kind of flaky and you know we need that level of um structure to sort of get things done it's it's um yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. it definitely helps i'm also running the studio here still so like i'm still mixing and mastering recording fucking mcs three four times a week on top of our shit so yeah. having those two days blocked out permanently just makes it easier for us to either work on our own projects, make beats, reach out to artists we want to work with and just have discussions. And, uh, then for the, what's up, Kat? Now she's knocking stuff able, over. <laughs> you yeah. know, just being able to make music and be on a schedule just gives us uh, more productivity. Yeah, sure. Um, so I know, so I, I, I always, the more and more I do these, I forget about the actual intent that we have a topic we're going to talk about here. And so we should get in that a little bit. I want to get back to these albums shortly too, because these blew my mind. So we'll get back to these, Donnie, I mean, yeah, Oblivious and whatever, and, and Judge the Disciple. It's so hard for me to call him Judge the Disciple because I called him Judge D for so long. But um, I just call him Danny. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. Um, but so what were your early inspirations? Like what got you into hip hop in the beginning? Like what 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 are your roots there that, that got you into making it really fumble that question? Uh, yeah. Uh my aunt's probably only like twelve years older than me. Like I remember being like eight or nine and her like just bumping B E T and W E R S and W E R S putting me on to hip hop I never even heard of. Like, yo, here's this ill tape, like the West Side Connection type, like here you go, like Cypress Hill and uh, you know beating us, like just ill music. Like luckily she had great taste to pass it on. Um, you know my household was really like rolling reggae, and uh, my aunt had that hip hop hookup. And growing up in the '90s in Boston was was a pretty big scene. So luckily I grew up around that, you know. Yeah, I grew yeah, up yeah, around Michael sure. Bolton and the Eagles, so you did both better than me. That's what was playing <laughs> in my house, little Huey Lewis in the news. <laughs> yeah, hilarious, but still great you? music. Yeah, yeah, it is. What about yeah. you, Greg? Um, I wouldn't say nobody really put me on. I was more like curiosity for me. It's like a fan of hip hop. Um, I came up. I, I I'm still to this day more a fan of than I am a, a creator of hip hop. You know what I mean? Like I just. I love that shit. I love the the new generation of like the hip hop renaissance that we're kind of living through right now too. With like, you know, but um, I would say like there were artists that stuck out to me, and that kind of led me towards wanting to make music. But like coming up in the '90s, you know, Blue, of course, was like huge for me. Uh, Mob Deep, of course, was huge for me. Just that sound, that New York CNN, like. That New York sound was just, but especially Blue being like the first that just so dirty and like just so it, it's just great, man. Like yeah. that sound was just it always stuck out to me. You know what I mean? So like heads like that is what made me wanna 
I, I wouldn't say it made me want to create, been a creative cat and like whatever, but I would say like I strive to make that type of sound because that's what I like to hear. You know what yeah. I mean? And uh, like it's even before it really became cool again for like Boom Bap to be like in the front line like it is now a little more. Um, there was a lot of heads that kept it alive. You know what I mean? Throughout the 2000s and shit. And like, you got heads like um, like Tragic Allies and shit like that that are actually getting crazy shine. You know what I mean? But it's ill to see that they kept that ill sound like alive through the time when it wasn't cool to do that. And you know what I mean? But right. now it's just it's ill, man. It's ill. And even like, like I said, like working with starving artists and shit like that. Cats like P-Roll that was making fucking American graffiti albums, boom bad shit that could have dropped in fucking '95. Right. You know what I mean? Like, and um, yeah, man, heads like that. And at the end of the day, just me making music. I think between like us inspiring each other is like the rest of the people we move with. They're just like the most talented people in the world, dude. Like, shout out to Piro, who's just amazing at anything he does. You know what I mean? The illest, you know, graphic artist, visual paint. Um, producer, MC, like person, yeah, person, <laughs> yeah. all in general, yeah. father. You know what I mean? Like the dude's just a fucking man, and like working with somebody like that, you can't help but be better, man. You know what I mean? Like yeah. that's what inspired me to stay. I know that's I kind of took a left turn with it, but <laughs> that's the, nah. That's, that's Shout the, out to Piro yeah. too. I can't reach it, but I have a piece of art he made on my wall for me of um Kamala Khan, Ms. Marvel, one of my favorite Marvel characters, and. uh Love it. Look at it every day. He's, he, I mean, he as, as as good as he is as an MC and a beat maker, he's as good as an artist. It's like I couldn't. Even, it's just, it's pretty remarkable. Yeah, he's insane. He's yeah. Once he came back, he's been making like he's been making waves too. Um, I don't whether you know or not, but he's part of the Knuckle Dragons crew. You yep. know, what I mean, the six of us. Um, so yeah, man, he's he's just he's like he, he's. I feel like the world's starting to see his brilliance. You know what I mean? Like something that we, everybody locally and everybody in the team, everybody that ever met him already knew. But I feel like he's starting to grow in like bigger circles now and stuff. It's like, I, I'm, I'm proud as hell of that dude. Okay. I mean, everything we make with him, with him, you know, and with, you know, I, I've produced the album for him, like a solo album for him as well. Um, it's just a blessing work. Yeah, yeah. I remember um I you mentioned my house before. I think maybe one of the last I was there was a, there was a time when I was at my house and I hadn't seen Piro for a while and he was at the bar and I was talking to him and he's like, you know, by mistake I credited you as being the producer on my whole album. And I think I think I remember this correctly <laughs> because like I did one song, but like it had said like produced by Somatic or Soma 79, but then the rest of it got cut off that would have said that I all the other producers. It was something like that. I can't remember the exact story. <laughs> But um, if if that is the case, Piro, correct me if I'm wrong. Um, I'll take it because uh, you know, I it would be an honor. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That That's great. Yeah. yeah, man, he's he's a beast, man, and like the the rest of the camp too, and even people that aren't dragons that are like as like oblivious and shit like that would just, you know, what I mean, like he could get so topical on something and just be, he's just an, another insane MC too. Yeah, he's just um, one of the most unique people I've ever met in my life. It's probably a good time to show this album, Oblivious, Praxis Lack, Sedimentary Rose. Every time I read that word, I feel like I say it wrong. But that's that's right, Sedimentary Rose. Um, 
So Oblivious, I've known him since I think the beginning when he first started rapping. Like I have this memory of, I think the first time I met him at Judge's place and he was probably not even, maybe he was 19, I think. And like, he had this, he definitely, he was a little like um, marble mouth and he was still working it. And then within like six months, he was just like one of the best MCs from the crew. And he just kept getting better and better and better. And he's always been his own person. He's never been scared to be his own person. Um, and I just, when every album he puts out, I love all the tracks. There's always one or two that absolutely blow me away and become some of my favorite songs of all time. Like, um, uh, what is it? Control Demolition, Dope Era. I could listen to those two over and over again. And there's some on this album too. So let's, let's give him a little bit of shine. Let's toss some flowers that way. No pun intended. Um, how do you, you hook up with Oblivious and what's it like working with him? Uh, I met Donnie probably when he was 18, 19 myself. I moved, you know, out here from Boston. Him chilling with the same people. I used to chill with little Steve-O at his crib. Oh Donnie my God, Steve-O. I haven't thought of him in a long time. Yeah. Hush's little brother, right? Yeah, yeah. Uh, older brother. Oh, your older brother. Yes, he's still, he's still around. I haven't seen him in forever. I see Stevie regularly still. Like I'm still down with everybody. Still chill with the same crew. Tell him I said what's up. Yeah, I definitely will. Um, but yeah, I met Donnie back then, and uh, the first time I worked with him was actually some recordings of like real music, like actually doing like a project. Like I did the actual issue project. Oh, um, originally with Donnie. So I did. You know, we recorded that one night. I think I mixed it in like four days. And we you, you recorded that album in one night? Yeah. I oh. wanna, yeah, one or two nights uh, in a bedroom. And then we shot that Fuck You video. I shot that. I used to shoot skateboard videos. It was horrible, but it looked so nice. So I, I actually do like it now, but it was bad back then. But yeah, that's how I linked up with Donnie, you know, um, you know, still four and a fifth. Yes. <laughs> you know, um, but uh, yeah, that's how I originally got up with them. Uh, I think Crack yeah. got up with them. Like, yeah, I, mean, I had originally seen them at, uh, at I was saying um, that my house party. Um, that was the first time I seen them rock. Like I seen Duke come on stage. I was actually it was I think Aztec and I was about to go outside and like have a cigarette. And uh, Tech was like, Nah, that's nah, my man right here. Like be cool, or whatever. And he knew like Tech knew my, my whole mentality and shit. And I see this. This white dude go on stage with a fucking t-shirt tied over his head, like some like crazy revolutionary shit, throwing his fist up. I'm like, yo, this is my guy right yeah. here, bro. So I'm like, you know what I mean? Me and him, we always hit it off as like great friends from the start. Like he's a like he's he's one of the top-notch people I've ever met as a human being, period. Um 100%. But he happens to be one of my favorite MCs as well. So um yeah, we had worked back in the day. I had produced a couple joints for him uh, back in like the Star of Artist days, and he was on it. He was on my audio crack album originally. But I had always like it was like a bucket list thing for me to like produce an album for him. And um, at some point, he just ended up so like he was talking about beats, right? So like if I chop some joints or I find some samples that he's not fucking with for cloak and dagger shit, I'll just keep them and make like make dolo beats you know what i mean still so um i had a stash of a bunch of joints and he's like one day he was just like yo send me some beats and then we just from there yo he was just he was real motivated to get it done you know what i mean so uh yeah man we was 
it was a blessing, man. It was a blessing where I, I love that piece of work, man. Like the whole thing to me is just it's yeah. and he came here, recorded it, Matthias recorded the whole shit. Matthias um, you know, mix and mastered the whole thing. Like it's like there's nothing, there's pretty much nothing I do that Matthias isn't involved in. Or like vice right. versa, like whether it's sharing samples or whatever it is, like, you know what I mean? It's always just because I made the original beats, this dude was just as much, if not more, a part of it. Because he sat through every session, recorded every session, yep. like, you know what I mean? So, um, you, you know, I would like, you know what I mean? Share the love. Because without Matthias, bro, like, most of this shit wouldn't happen. You know what I mean? Because this yeah. dude just like, like, oh, countless, like, countless nights, bro, we'll be here till late as fuck, you know what I mean? We just lock in, like, Grim had actually come up here uh, a oh, few weeks Grimm. back. Yeah, and, and we locked in for a day and, like, just recorded, like, a whole EP, you know what I mean? So, like, yeah, bro, like, we, we, we all put in work on that album. And, uh, yeah. Donnie's one of those people who, like, is sort of des- is sort of designed to have a camera on him. Like, he's, um, yeah. like, I've seen still shots of him that probably Trespassion Mooney took um that just really he captures him perfectly he's got a lot of character and i know he probably is someone who hates reality tv but i bet if you followed him around with a camera for a while you could piece together something very entertaining and probably informative like he's just one of those people who's he's engaging to be around he's um but he's also he's 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 charismatic but he's also thoughtful and um just very interesting he's actually starting a YouTube channel uh, teaching people how to grow their own food and how to grow shit. That's cool. So that'll actually be a very cool show to watch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he's yeah, um he's, just uh, got this vibe to him, like sort of like somewhere between like Steve O and like the Briscoe brothers, like the wrestlers. Like he just has this like thing about him where he's bigger than life and so talented, like so talented. <laughs> yeah, like he just doing shit like all those wolf videos that he did with La Tef. Like I feel like. He partially directed, like, I think most of them, you know what I mean? Like, I remember being in one of them at, uh, it was, like, behind his house. And he was, like, basically telling Carl, like, what to do in the shots and everything. Like, he got, he always has, like, visualized yeah, videos for yeah. pretty much everything we do. Like, yeah, anytime yeah. we go to finish, a pro- like, a project and I'm sitting there trying to master, like, I got this idea. It's, like, visualized treatment of a whole film for it. Like, all right, well, the project comes out in two weeks. How do we do it? Yeah, <laughs> like, yeah, he is one of those. It's funny you say that because he is someone who seems to always be thinking like two steps ahead creatively. Like, oh, definitely. And I'm sure he's benefiting a lot from having people like you guys around him because I mean, back then we had such low resources, like we didn't know how to do this stuff. But now with technology, it's like the it's like he he's in a perfect position to shine. You know? Yeah, I mean, it, luckily, like all of us talking about are super talented, so we now can be our own label like we do everything in-house from production to recording to mixing mastering to artwork and uh, getting stuff pressed up like everything's done in-house our, our overhead's super low yeah and uh, yeah and i'll tell you know, these records look beautiful like you know they really I'm, I'm i'm kind of in the market i'm working on an album or the album's done but i'm doing an album and film and it's coming out next year and i'm thinking about pressing it up and i'll, I'll talk to you guys off air about how you have this set up but these look awesome and they sound awesome yeah. and like it's beautiful because you know sometimes you see independent hip-hop and it looks like shit and sounds like shit but you guys don't have that problem yeah we're lucky man we we, we the way we move is is 
I'm not not to like pat myself on the back or ourselves on the back, but we got it kind of down to a little bit of a science where we're able to release everything on on and you know on on a CD digital without coming too much out of pocket and being able to like you know we could do small runs, we could do you know different shit like that and not lose too much money other than the equipment. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, I'll like, never get my money back on that. Yeah. <laughs> the way I buy it. But yeah. That's a that's a pass. Yeah. But um yeah, yeah man. Yeah, we we're, we're uh yeah. End of the day we're like yeah, we'll talk off there. Yeah, yeah, I, I was I was super impressed. It's um. So do you guys? Um, one thing I did. Want, this is also this question for me, but it's a question in general. When you mix for vinyl, do you do a different master for the vinyl than you do for the CD? Or yeah, vinyl vinyl cassettes and uh, like digital CD are all a little bit different. Like uh, CD and digital releases are pretty much the same, like volume wise. Uh, but vinyl has to be knocked back. Like you don't want the needle jump in channels to be too wide like you want to have that crisp sound but still have that the overall vibe of the original record so yeah to do that he's gonna process it a little bit differently yeah same thing with like release that answer just cost me like a thousand to fifteen hundred bucks because i know i'm gonna have to get my album mastered again for vinyl (laughs) not really mastered again but like there's just tweaks to the master oh cool maybe i'll get lucky as you go back to the original mastering source like it should be pretty simple for them to go back give you a different Sweet, you just saved me money. It's a yeah, real emotional roller coaster. Um, so we were talking. We mentioned the name Aztec a few times here. He was already on the podcast. Like he's the dude that I think of as sort of being the heart and soul of Boston hip hop. He's somebody who everybody respects. He's been around the yeah. scene for a long time. I can't. I don't think I've ever heard anybody have a bad word. Anybody have a bad word to say about him for good reason. Yeah. I saw that um, you guys are posting on social media about he was at Anime Com because he works on Doctor Stone um what how how was that experience and what's it what was it like working with him uh it's always great aztec's my brother man yeah, um sure. both of us you know fucking that's that's one of my closest homies um it's always a great time artistically especially uh just been able to get up and, and make some ill music uh, for fun but uh yeah no aztec's just just a homie so yeah 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 <laughs> we blessed with yeah we blessed work with him as well like I set him as a fan, like seeing him on the scene, you know what I mean? Like I'd see shows with him rocking, whatever. I think we ended up talking, I think, at like the spot next to um the Middle East, that little pizza spot that used to be there. Oh, the corner God, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So like, I've been oh, drunk there right. so many times. Yeah, <laughs> facts, facts. So uh yeah, man, and like, yeah, dude's a hell motherfucker. But like like you said, like um he's he is Boston hip hop. Yeah, it really is. It, only is that like he knows every. He's worked with everybody. He's yeah. worked with everybody in one capacity or another. I think like he's just yeah, yeah, he's a man. But I think originally how I linked up with him was through you know that South Shore and North Shore connection through you know all the homies like Judge and Oblivious yeah. and all those. And uh, luckily I was able to be a part of Indu Dance Two release with him and DJ Drama. Like that was super fun. Yeah. Me and Tilly ran Starving Artists and got to release that to our label. Um, wish it did better at the time, but you know, that's a fucking great project. But Aztec is such a big part of Boston culture, and hopefully, more people get to see that now and get more recognition through yeah. the anime work, you know, along with Paranom as well. Right. Yeah, yeah. 
I I just I always forget this. My first solo set ever was that Aztecs Revolutionary Ruins um record release party. Um, oh. so like he's uh yeah, it's just so talented. And it's just um I don't know, like he's someone who no matter where I go, I'm like Aztec might be here, and half the time he is, and I'm like, Oh, good. Like it's like <laughs> and there were a bunch of times when like I remember I had tickets to go to the the Czar Face meets Ghost Faced um record release party in Boston that they were doing. And like the last minute my date dropped out on me and I just didn't go because I'm like, I'm not who am I gonna know there? Then the next day I'm like, Oh fuck, Aztec was there. Of course he was there. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Right. yeah i guess i'll get it next next time yeah i can't even talk now um <laughs> so did you guys go to anime con uh i did i did with them i, I was acting as their manager in some sort of capacity that's cool well, they were they were performing there too right yeah so they were the music headliner and actually the only musical act for the con and wow. uh just did a, did a full concert it was uh dope as shit god that's so awesome real dope man. yeah that's that's dope so what so what else are you guys working on like what do you where do you want to be like in a year or so or like what do you want to have under your belt by then well we're kind of taking it a little easier compared to the last year yeah yeah well yeah <laughs> we're gonna do hard but, shit, yeah. like but um we're working on a lot of shit, man. We got a whole fucking like a whole four projects. So we got we have three projects done right now ready to go. Um, we have our second full length album release. Uh, we have a, a project that we did like I mentioned earlier when Prim came up. We did in a day. It's like a seven it's a seven track project. Like um, mad MCs. That's yeah, with a bunch of possible cuts. Came and, through. Like, or emailed us some shit. Yeah, it was it was it's that's just gonna be dope. And then we got. We actually got a full album. I think it's like 14 tracks with uh with uh Oblivious and with Judge about to drop. Really? Yeah. Like like they like that got dual album with both of them? It's already mastered, ready to go. Yeah. It? Yeah. <laughs> That's it awesome. Good. It's They're... really good too. It's, it's it's some of my favorite work of them, like working with like I love when Judge work does album like he had the joint with uh slant back in the day. Yeah. Um the album they had together. And I feel like him working with somebody else that's kind of kind of different is it just brings the best out of him too. So like yeah. that that combo is crazy. That that album's dope. But um, as far as in, as far as me, I would just like to still be doing this, having fun, man. You know what I mean? End of the day, like it's just fun to me. You know what I mean? Like as long as we you know financially in the hole, we're always growing. You know what I mean? We're always making new connections and shit like that. It'll be dope to keep branching out, working with other artists. Um, you know, we were lucky to, you know, link in with some of the legends out here. I feel like through, you know, through just having our name on like some shit, you know what I mean? And, and yeah, from now, maybe, I don't know, maybe, maybe some bigger, bigger acts outside of the team or whatever. But as I feel like as long as we're still building with, you know, our fam, then I'm good with that. Now, what about the track I told you? Like, can you guys talk a little bit about how that came together? Which one's that? That's the one with uh, Excel. Oh, um, on on um on Donnie's. Yeah, yeah. On, yeah, yeah. Excel's he's dope too, man. He's a whole nother. He's a whole nother three, man. That dude, uh, he like he, you know he writes these crazy. Oh, oh, I know. He's, which one are you talking about? Excel or Excel? 
it's oh excel it's um it's the one that's uh the first one that comes up on your spotify page Man. I told you. Hold on one second. I can play it for you. Yeah, please. Yeah. It's dope. I was listening to it earlier today. It was prophesied that I will rise. This one right on my workout mix. Like the second I heard it, I was just like. Uh, yeah, I was just making sure you were talking about XL and not XL the Beast. Oh, yeah. Uh, oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, man, he Donnie Donnie has a whole project with him. Um that we produce. That we produce. You know what I mean? We also um, get a as well. Yeah. And we're working on another project with him. But actually two more projects with him. Yeah. Right now, currently. Shit. Yeah. Yeah. So uh yeah, him and Donnie, like they always link in, like they link up with the lab dude. They sell right his shit on the spot. You know what I mean? And like so yeah, man, he just he's just a different breed, man. He's so um, he's also from Brock and I'm from Brock, so shout out to Excel, you know what I mean? But uh, yeah, man, I think it was, it was just a lot of the shit's organic, we just link up and like go for beats. And if Excel's there, like Donnie could like come through or whatever and just knock yeah, it out. We never like built musically first, like I think we were working on music and Donnie started hanging out with homie and brought him through to just chill and heard what we were doing and was like, yo. Let's build and we worked on the spot and just organically built a friendship and came out with some dope music together. Yeah, yeah. So what um have you guys seen? Um I know I'm sounding nerd for watching this, but somebody gave me a subscription to Masterclass, which is that app where you have like these like big name people who'll teach like a class or something on whatever. And Timberland had one. And any chance you guys saw that? No. All right. If you guys can find like a bootleg version of it, it's cert it's definitely worth watching. I, I don't know why I just said that. I can't, I'm not endorsing piracy, but whatever, you know, <laughs> but like, um, it's so worth watching because you just see him literally start building a beat with his mouth and he just sort of builds it completely like out of his head. And then he just turns it into music. And it's, it's one of the most unbelievable things I've ever seen. And when I watched it, I was like, oh, that totally changes the way I think about music completely. And then I actually had another moment like that today where I had a guest on last week who's um he's a he, he just made this like kind of classical ambient album and but he's like a, he's been he's a piano player his entire life and I'm like I never really I'm like maybe I should ask this dude about this verse that I wrote and like how I can improve it and he came back with like these 10 paragraphs full of all these words I'd never heard before or probably should know and I started googling it and it just and I re-recorded the verse and it sounded 30 times better and I'm just like yeah. Yeah. So like, do you guys have, have you guys ever had those moments where you just felt like all your years of work click at a moment and kind of kick up a notch? Because I mean, that's sort of what I live for as a musician is like, you know, a lot of time it starts in being inspired by somebody else, but then once it absorbs in, you just feel like you left the studio that day, a better artist than you walked in. You guys ever had any of that? I don't know if there's been any specific moments, but I know Especially with the like the engineering and mixing, like Matthias has come, like come like a thousand times over, you know what I mean? Better than you. But that's I feel like you taught yourself for the most part, yeah. like trial and error a lot. Yeah. You know I mean? like, yeah, never like production wise I walk away guy with that much better today. Right. Uh, always looking back and be like, damn, what the fuck we learned how to do that? Like when did we start doing this? Like how did that start sounding better? But like you said, I think, you know, I started off 
recording because my friends needed somebody to record music. I didn't know what the fuck I was doing. Um, you know, I was making skate videos and was just had a computer that could hold Pro Tools down. And uh, with the engineering side, definitely I've noticed progression. Like uh, through the starving artist days, I went from like not knowing shit right before that to recording like they eat shit tapes with Donnie and all these other albums and releases we did back then. And just like, luckily my friends let me fuck their music up so I could learn how to be better. And uh, same, um, same. you know, now it's mm-hmm. like, I took a couple of years off after that studio got shut down. Well, not shut down, but like we just closed it. Took a break until me and Crack started making beats. We had that need to record again. Not that we wanted to, but that it was just easier to make music we wanted to make and put people on projects we wanted to make. And uh, I had to get back into it. Since then, like, the progression, like, I've still never taken a course or watched videos. I learned from anybody, but just going from, like, one week to the next, I'm like, God damn, what the fuck did I do? Like, how do I keep recreating the sound? And, like, right, let me let me up some equipment here and go a shitty mic to, like, a $2,000 mic. Going yeah. from a little inbox with one port to go into into the shittiest speakers, like get me the ill speakers and yeah. investing in outboard equipment like an Avalon, being able to just like step it up and like now I'm at the point where it's like I work with a couple of ill mastering engineers and shout out to my homie Gene, uh, Mindspawn, like going out to Cali and working with him, like Grammy nominated and shit, make yeah. some ill ass. You're like, what the fuck did I do? Like, oh, just check these two little things out, bro. Like, other than that, it's just good. Like, getting some ill confidence from working with people that inspired me originally, like, growing up listening to their music or being, like, impressed by, like, some ill shit. Yeah. And now being able to all these people, my brothers, like, giving you that, giving you just, like, that mental game, being like, fuck, I'm on the right way. It's like, keep keep pushing it forward has gotten the quality to where it is, luckily. Yeah. I think I, I think I've had our production's gotten a lot better just through like, especially with us working with each other, just like our comfort of like learning how to work together. You know what I mean? On the production side, I think our shit's way better. But that's also because of the equipment, like I said, like us both having the same machines, having the same, you know what I mean? Even having the use. Yeah, access to the Google Drive where everything is like, you know what I'm saying? Just like that. Like I could hit him and be like, well, check this shit right now. He can send it back and shit like that. So. I know that's improved, but it, I, I don't think it's for physical. It's really like the moment where. No, definitely not. I feel like we've been pretty consistent with like our production. And, yeah. But our sounds definitely evolved. Like gotten still still dirty, but crispy somehow. But yeah. I mean, maybe that reflects in like the few years of building or also learning how to mix better and, and just yeah. getting out what we want to hear originally. Yeah. All right, let me ask you a question I ask all my producer friends. Do you guys read manuals? Like, do you, if you get the new equipment, do you read the manual or you just jump right in? No. We had, <laughs> no one reads the manual. Yo, yo, you know what? Shout out to Mellow D from Headshot. Literally. Yeah. He, yo, Literally. Mellow D. Yeah. Yo, he comes through here, showed us how to chop and save the shit. It was like, I think he came for like an hour, hour and a half. Something yeah. like that. So what happened was we originally were using that FPC shit, the yeah. black, and I'm like, fuck, this new machine I keep hearing about. Keep hearing about it. I just bought one. And then I sat there, the both of us were shook. I'm like, yeah, I've oh, done shit. the same thing. It's a whole new platform. I don't know how to use this shit. Well, I'm used to, we used to an NPC, and uh, 
melody came through and was like, yo, do this, this, and this. I'm like, how do we do this, this, and this? He's like, here. And uh, luckily got us like converted in a day and the progress just like instantly changed. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. That kind of answers the question I asked you before <laughs> about like, if you ever had like that moment where, uh, you know, you, you kind of walked in better than you were. I guess so. Yeah. I guess so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Right, right. I know yeah, I get yeah, that yeah, answer. Yeah. It is nuts though. Like, I mean, I'm right now, so I'm still running on Pro Tools 8. I'm running on the same computer and rig or whatever that I used back in the Mike Monarchy days. Cause I just like, it still works for my needs. And I always end up giving it to someone else like Pillsy or um, Upgrade or someone to finish it off anyway. Cause I just don't trust my own ear. Um, but like, it's, um, and I still have the manual sit. I have literally the manual sitting right there and I've been meaning to open it for, for like about a month to figure out how to do this MIDI thing. And I just, I'm like, nah, whatever, I'll figure it out. Yeah, I, I still get a Pro Tools 9 rig sitting in the closet just in case. Uh, yeah. If it's stable, it's stable. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, you know, luckily now, like, like Jack said, we upgraded all our shit. So like the laptop I'm running is insanely good. We got Pro Tools up to date, like this month's release. You know, I'm running like avid mixing boards, so everything's tied in. But you know, what's been a game changer for me is that that there's that chat open AI program. And yeah. I, so I downloaded that. And the thing I use it for the most is that if I'm using like I use the Adobe Creative Cloud and I'm trying to do something with like Premiere or with Photoshop and I'm going to do it. I just go to that and I type it in as if I'm talking to a human being and it gives me back almost every time perfect instructions and there's no ads there's no video i gotta watch just like point by point how to do it and it's almost always perfect it's like yeah so give that a shot because it saved me so much time of googling error messages and just trying to figure stuff out and just it's like talking to a person without having to talk to a person yeah 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 luckily luckily pro tools now is semi-stable so (laughs) not not too many issues anymore Mine's held together by toothpicks and marshmallows. I know there's going to be one day where I'm just going to have to replace it all, but hopefully not today or tomorrow. Yeah, it's funny you said about um about uh have letting your friend your friends letting you like you know learn on their stuff. Judge was the first person besides myself that I recorded, and I realized the next time I recorded anybody else just how spoiled I was, because like he does ninety percent of the work for you literally his voice is just so like what an mc's voice is supposed to be and then when you do anybody else you're just like wait a minute are you using that mic the same way judges <laughs> like even talented mcs it's like it's i don't know yeah you don't get too many people walk through and do you know fucking 48 bars in one take perfectly <laughs> yeah. you know without breathing right it's, it's insane yeah it is nuts so um so uh i don't know you said you get three album three product projects that are done that haven't come out yet um any idea when those are going to be seen the light of day the first one that's going to drop is going to be cyborg that's the one that we did today where it came up um that'll be probably the 28th of april yeah that'll be the first one to drop 28th of april yeah. That's my birthday. Happy birthday to me. I'll be looking forward to that. Oh, shit. Hell no, yeah, hell we'll yeah. send you a copy. Yeah, facts, Wait, man. Facts. Check it out. Yeah, we're going to drop that next. Not, I don't think we're going to do a single or anything for it. Um, it's like one fun ass day. It was like, what, like 12 hour session or something? Yeah, like that. 12 hour day. Grim flew in from Cali for three days to, you know, just get out here and see the brother. 
And uh, Aztec's his brother, for anybody who doesn't know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So we flew out. I invited like what, six or eight people, I think. Yeah. Fucking heads came, heads came through. Yeah. We picked some beats real quick. Everybody recorded. We mixed it over the next week. I mastered it and uh, just got the art back. Yeah. Yeah. Shout out to people on the art. Killed the art. That's going to be, uh, yeah, that's what that'll be our next one for sure. Grim's another guy that when he walks in the room, you can tell an MC walked in the room. Like yeah. he just has that like, and I haven't seen him in probably over a decade, but like, um, he just has that look to him. You're like, this, 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 this dude's got something to say. Like, yeah, for yeah, sure. yeah. Grim's a beast. Shout out to Grim who just dropped. He just dropped his first joint after um after from COVID and coming back fighting the fucking champ. You know what uh-huh. I mean? And like, he just dropped a, a, a I think an eight track project with Ugly John. Um, Another uh, Knuckle Dragon. Yeah, another Knuckle Dragon. Um, Usa. And uh, yeah, uh, it was mixed by Tush. Shout out to Tali, Tali Rodriguez. He uh mixed the whole the whole thing. It sounds crazy. Um, but yeah, man, hearing Grim back on the mic, like after you know, what I mean, being at like death doorstep, you know what I mean? It's like crazy, man. And it's it's dope, and he's sounding even better than I ever do. Like he's he's still killing it. He still has the murderous bars that he loves from him and yeah. everything. Like yeah, he's uh, and he's still working and he's inspired and like that's what I feel like. Has like he's mentioned that to me personally, saying like you know that you know we've kept him inspired and like. He taps in pretty much every session that we have. <laughs> you right, know what right. I mean? Like, or once a week, like he'll call, like on Messenger or something, like a video call. And uh, yeah, man, it, it, it's a blessing to still have him here, bro. Let alone making the music, you know, we're, we're making with him. And so yeah, man, having him come up, he got on like three or four joints on that that tape we talked about on Cyborg. Yeah, it was crazy. It was dope. It's awesome. Um, so knuckle draggers, when you talk a little bit about that, like, um, what's, what's, uh, formation of that? Who's in it? Whatever. It is myself and Matthias. We're, we're like solo artists as well as Coke Dagger. Um, it's Piro and Tali Rodriguez who are like solo artists, but they, you know, they're both producers. They're both, um, MCs and they're, they're unstable components. Oh, wow. <laughs> right, uh, there's Chief Fan Black, who's uh, the, just an MC, he doesn't produce. And then um, Ugly John, who's a producer that doesn't, that doesn't rap, you know what I mean? So it's like, it's five of us are producers, but uh, what, three of us are MCs. Uh, yeah. It's just a mix of like dope individuals. It's for all this workforce, really. Yeah. You know, similar mindsets. Like at the time, we were all like doing our own thing and like collectively as groups between Unstable and Cook and Dagger. Like, yeah, it was just fuck it. Like, like, who's down? Who's putting in the most work right now? Like, I knew like G Fam and yeah. he was putting in heavy work and trying to break through. And it's like, Ugly John was just a workforce like that we had linked up with. I don't even know how online. Like, yeah. And fucking just came together and like did our fucking thing like yeah. we kind of do yeah we started we started um we were all doing shit individually i feel like you know what i mean and like it got to a point where we got so like productive i love working with everybody on the team you know what i mean <laughs> <laughs> i love working with everybody on the team we were all like in 
working on projects together anyways. So like we were like, yo, let's just form a team. Um I think Pete came up with the name. Yeah. And uh yeah, and then in like twenty twenty one we were like um between all of us together, we're gonna put out like twenty five projects. That's a joke. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we were like aiming for it, but it wasn't like like if we don't make it, we don't make it. But we could put out twenty five projects. You know what I mean? Holy shit! Between the six of us, we ended up by the end of the year, we ended up putting out thirty two projects. You know what wow. I mean? Like, and, and that's then, like, and then on top of that, it was like crazy art numbers for people, like some hero and G fan. Like, yeah, all types. Yeah, of, yeah. yeah. I mean, just making art for people, or like me and Tally as engineers, like mixing hundreds of songs for people. Yeah, in just one year, which fucking insane. It was it was crazy, man. And and the thing is, it, throughout the whole thing, I didn't feel stressed at all. Not one bit. It was you know, just like that was gonna be my question. Is like, is does that yeah. is it suck the joy out, or does it make it feel more like work when when you work at that rapid of a clip? That's I awesome. I don't think we would do it if it was work. You know That's a good man? point. Yeah. Exactly. Like this is like this is what I love to do. You know what I mean, like our sessions, I always roll up, burn it down, and like you know what I'm saying, just be creative. Yeah, be creative and like. End of the day, it's fun and like what, like you said, we, we do everything in house, so it's like it's not like we have deadlines. We have deadlines, but we don't have like they're all mental. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, they're not setting solid stone. If we have to push something back, we push it back. Like, and that's the beauty of being independent. I mean, like that's the, one of the greatest parts in punk. You know that I, I think. You know, what I mean, we're not dealing with a label telling us we can't put out twenty five albums in a year. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. And like, so yeah, man. I, Suck the, the, the fun out of it to me. It, it, it kind of pushed it further. You're like, yo, like for me, let's drop dropping something this week. So fuck you guys. Like, all right. So I got, I mixed the match for two albums. Like, yeah. you know what I mean? We made 16 beats the last week. Like, who can beat the next person? It's yeah. like, it's friendly it competition. Friendly competition. Right. Yeah. It's fine. But, it, but I don't think it's even, it's, it's it, not even that. Yeah. <laughs> it's just fun, man. I love, like, I talk to P all the time or Tyler just like hearing what they got on their plate and like sometimes something will come out of nowhere like on the on our own team people like oh this song just dropped you know what i mean like we just put out between the dragons we, we produced the album for um oblivious that just came out saturday you know by the time this drops oh out, yes you know I, mean? I haven't got a chance to listen to that yet i i'm yeah, i was i, I forgot i listened to tonight that was yeah. a project donnie like randomly was like yeah i got this idea and we put like uh what four nights of recording like two hours a night yeah, and yeah. then one uh two nights of mixing and then i just mastered it last week yeah the beauty of that project too is like everybody has out of knuckle dragons has production on you know what i mean right. like, the roots, yeah like, yeah so i a got a solo crack up solo smoke and dagger got beats yeah there's a yeah there's a, a solo tally beat solo p-roll beat and i'm stable and i'm stable yeah, and ugly zombie. So it's like everybody. It's just it's dope to and have G that. fan features on yeah, it. Yeah, G fan features on it. <laughs> so it's um, like all yeah. of us in different ways. Maroni's on it too, actually. Yeah. Too. Oh Shout shit, Maroni. Yeah, yeah. So uh, yeah, man. That that's that was dope. That he put most of the work in with that again. <laughs> you know, recorded, mixed, mastered, shit. But uh, yeah, man. I, I'm I'm mad proud of that project. Man. That's that's a dope project. Yeah, definitely. What was the name of that project? 
so good. And Donnie murders it. Yeah, he does. And if you picture the album Pete. cover, it's dope looking. Did P-Row do that? Yeah, I was yeah. Shout out to P-Row on the, on the album part, man. That dude is a different kind of, yo, he's crazy, man. You just give him an idea and he's just, he runs with it, man. He killed that art. And it, it's a perfect, like, I feel like the art means a lot more now in, like, the saturated environment where there's so much hip-hop out right now. You oh, know definitely, what I mean? I definitely. The art has to stick out. You know what I mean? Like, it's even good or not, it just has to stick out. It has to draw you to the, you know what I mean? Because so, you just go on and listen to the next one who looks okay. So we're lucky to have Piro who does, like, 90% of our art um, and fucking, like, half of the art in the underground. <laughs> like, this yeah. dude's just putting out. And Piro is starting to get like hip hop is so much about style. Like there's so much about like the way you dress, the way you look, the way you sound, like your ad libs and stuff like that. So the art is just a natural extension of that. So it's one of the, you can't go cheap on the art. You gotta it's you gotta um you gotta have something eye catching. You know, I mean I've bought so many CDs judging books by the cover, and you know usually oh, yeah it's usually like if somebody knows the importance of art they're usually i think tend to be a better mc to begin with you know it's i don't know yeah. especially if you can tie the art to the style of music to like actually be descriptive in the art because right. yeah. mc yeah, really is like, about selling yourself to the crowd and it's like so you you really should just be in the habit of always kind of being in that marketing mode you know if you're like an mc yep, it's, yep. it's like you really exactly. or like any sort exactly. of hip-hop artist you know yeah, oh, sure. And, and like P, like if you send him a project and you don't even have an idea, he'll come up with the colors for the project just off hearing it. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like he's a diff, like he's he's he got a, some synthesis and shit. Yeah, he like he like like pictures the colors when he hears certain songs and stuff like that, and pictures. You know what I mean? And and goes off of that. You know what I mean? So he's he's incredible, man. He's dope, man. Yeah, it's, it's a he's one of those people that when I see his one of the like of the people like I know and I'm friendly with over the years, like and I see a piece of art, I instantly know it's his. And it's not that they they don't all look the same, but there's that little style that ties them together, yeah. and just they use the color. Yeah. It's it's so dope. Style's undeniable. Yeah, yeah. He reminds me of. Like, uh, go for it. No, no, no. I was gonna say he's starting to like seeing him branch out to like bigger artists outside of. Outside of our campus, shit, it's just, it's just dope. So, go ahead. He, um, here, there's this artist called Scott named Scotty Young who draws from, he draws from Marvel in DC, and he has this, this insane style that's sort of kind of in the same ballpark as Piro. And every time I see him, I'm like, dude, Piro could do this. Like, like he is <laughs> like, and I think I told him once, I'm like, you really should like work for Marvel. <laughs> like, yeah, I don't know the time. Like, even at that anime. I sent him a picture. I'm like, yo, I see this jacket. This sounds like 90 bucks. Get on your shit, bro. You should be better. Yeah. Like, yeah. So he's just ridiculously talented cat in all aspects. Yo, he like most of our projects, if not all of them, he sequenced them. Like, we'll send him the shit and he'll be like, this is track one. He just straight up executive producer. Yeah, oh, yeah. Secretly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah man. Huge shout out to people. So. So anybody you guys haven't worked with in the scene that you that you'd like to? I mean, like outside of your crew or anybody you're eye on? Or? I'll say like somebody we recently worked with that I always wanted to work with that's kind of on the scene or from out here is Rex. Um, you say Rex like R E K S? 
Yeah. Oh, yeah. Like two weeks ago. Oh, did he? Oh, man. He is. He's amazing. Yeah. He is. He is. He's, he's, man, he came through, knocked something out on the spot, one take it, and like just sat down. Like, (laughs) you know what I mean? Like, so I got the build with him. Like, yeah. Came through with Latam, played some beats. They wrote, recorded, got the chill, and uh, just don't be able to work with dads or like ex, like uh, from creators, like yeah. dude, I always grew up listening to and shit on ERS back in the day, and right, right. being able to build with these cats now is crazy. It's it, it has, I don't know, I don't know who else. I would like to. Every time somebody asks me this question, I just say like, I just want to keep building with creative cats that are like really putting work in. Like I don't. And on the same wavelength. Like, yeah, you like, know what I mean? Some, like, ill music shit. Like, being on some conscious shit. Yeah. Like, like, be in this shit. Like, yeah, not even necessarily. Like, I like, obviously, working with big names and shit, too. But yeah. I get more satisfaction out of working with somebody who's coming here to work. Like, you know, somebody like a judge of cycle or somebody like people who's, yeah. like, so, like, dedicated and just wants to get the job done and, and is so, like, intricate with their shit. You know what I mean? Um. So yeah, man. Like, I, I don't know. I want to work with anybody who's talented that that has that work ethic. Exactly. Know? Yeah. And that all those people, people, like Piro and Judge D and, and Oblivious and Rex, like they're the type of people that when they walk in the room, you know, an artist has as is there, and you know that they they're not wasting your time. You're not wasting yeah. their time, and it's like that is one thing that was so. Fr- I think you know when the in the two in you know in like probably like 2000 2010 that scene there was a lot of wasted time that went around. Like there was a lot of like sitting around like not doing stuff and just like you know probably doing more like selling weed than and like smoking weed than actually recording. Yeah, and, yeah. Like and, and songs getting recorded and not getting released and like. Right. I mean, I think this one probably has. I got hundreds and hundreds of songs that I haven't released. Yeah. Oh, I got a t- I got a ton of Donnie's old songs that are pro- that I know I'll never see on Spotify or whatever. It's like yeah, it's either coming out or it ain't. Yeah, like we're not playing. Like yeah, every time we start working with somebody, we're like, yo, but it's coming out though. You know what I mean? Like that's we had that realization, like after working on our first project, for, like three years, like kind of get it perfect, yeah. and then uh, waiting on features was like a big issue. We were like, oh, yeah. but now we're at the point where it's like, if you're not, we, we have no problem like cutting somebody off the track. If they're not <laughs> if they're not on the right. same. Yeah. I mean, it's just what it is. Like with the like you said, like to keep it fun, we we have to do that. Like if we, we we don't have to. I don't want to be stressing over nobody sending us to fucking the first. Yeah. And it's like you either want to rap and you can rap or you don't want to rap and or you can't rap. And it's like, right. it's like really at this point, like, you know, any, any rapper should be able to turn around a 16 in a few days. I mean, I, I don't want to like throw a gauntlet down. <laughs> like, it's like, if you can't exactly. like, you know, and we ain't out here just trying to get verses out of people like like let's build on some shit, you know what I mean? Let's make something dope. Let's let's try to push an MC on a different route than they've gone before, or you know, try to get them on some shit we think they would be dope on that maybe they didn't think of, like but bring it right. back into our style and try to develop a new sound for both of us. Yeah. 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 
Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's a great synergy between you guys and who you're working with. I mean, I just, like I said, I mean, I recorded some of judges earlier stuff and it's like to hear them now. I'm like, Oh, this is, this is, this would have been good if I could, if I could have captured this, like <laughs> this sort of lightning in a bottle. I'm like, Oh yeah, that's how it's supposed to be done. Um, I, I mean, he was, way, you what? I think the same way of all the old shit I recorded. I'm like, God damn, this is how we should have been doing it. I know. Do you still but, have yeah. all your old files? Because I, I definitely. So I on my album, um, quick plug, drinking songs for children coming out next year. We got Razcast on it, Cool Keith, Esoteric, Aztec, Pilsy, all that good stuff. Um, I have a song with Pilsy on it where um my first verse was recorded when I was 27, and my last verse was recorded when I was 42, and that sort of played into the song. And um, this is a question I ask a lot of people on the podcast. I think is interesting is what's your relationship with your old work? Because I'm one of those people who like, if I made something in high school and I can still use it now, it's going to be used now. And I'll still, I'll take like drawings I did in high school and work them into graphic designs now and stuff like that. But then there's some people like even some of the ones we named today, it's like, you know, the reason why I had to go and put that track at the end is because um, some the person that was on there was like, it's old. I don't really want my verse there. And I had to replace it with something. And it, just, it, was, it stuck me how much different of a relationship with the past I had with that person whose name actually happens to be Judge. So um, what is your relationship <laughs> with your past stuff? <laughs> I mean, I still have every single recording session I've ever done. Same. Set up. Except for the one yeah. I really needed that day that I couldn't find. That that's always when there's like one you can't find it pissing me off. But yeah, there's always one that was misnamed yes. or not named because we're all too stoned back in the day. Or, or you open it and none of them, and like it's there, back. but the files won't connect because the wave files were moved. That to me is just like, just yeah. Or the files called "Go Fuck Yourself" because you don't have a name and nobody remembers that. that. <laughs> like I remember <laughs> this <know>? forever. <laughs> Yeah, literally. <laughs> exactly. So it's like when I put my car been... keys in a weird place. I'm like, I'll remember it because I who would put them there, you know? Exactly. <laughs> exactly. There's still a song Donnie always tries to find every time we get to the free time. There's all three MCs on it. I don't know the name and I don't know the beat. And we found it one time seven years ago and moved it and now it's gone forever. And you know, him looking uh, for that song to me is something I would watch. Like I said before about reality. Like I feel like you put a camera <laughs> on him looking for that song, and you're gonna get like like some gems. Yeah, and there's thousands. So good luck. Yeah, yeah right. <laughs> oh, I know. Um, yeah, man. I like. It's funny. I was listening to uh, Audio Crack not too long ago. I haven't heard that shit forever. And listening now, I'm like, just. I was critiquing it hard in my head, you know what I mean? But it's like, it shows me how far we've come to, you know what I mean? Like, from that to, like, sedimentary rose, like, the sound is just, you know, it's so much better. The sound of the beats, the sound of, you know, recording and, and mixing by Matthias, you know what I mean? Like, yeah. so, like, but I still like it, man. I still like my old shit. Yeah, well, cool. I mean, DJ, I'm sure DJ Premier would say the same thing about the early Gangstar records. It's like you go back and listen to those, and it's like they're revolutionary for the time, but it's like you know, it's it's like it's almost banging on bucket drums compared to what he became. You know, Premier became. Yeah, exactly. It's just cool to see like the progression from that standpoint. To answer your question, kind of like I got to originally record the you know their first project together where practically produced and Donnie. So did the whole project, and then yeah. years and years later, doing sedimentary rows, it's the exact same equation. Like crack produced, Donnie writes, I record, mix and master. We're just being able to hear them back and forth, and like hear how much we've all grown, yeah. and being able to come together, like 
a solid entity more than like three different characters. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 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 That's dope. All right, we we're even a little over time um here, but um it's, uh, it's a pleasure talking to you guys. Anything else you guys want to talk about or promote or get in or any of that stuff? We'll have your social media up the whole time. Oh, that's what's up, man. Appreciate that. Um cloakstagger.com. Cloak got all our shit up there. We've got our vinyl up there. Yep. Show these again. Um, yeah, that's what's up, man. Good looks. Yes, both edges. Yes. Awesome stuff. So, um, yeah, man. Um, yeah, you can get all that shit up there. Cloak X Dagger on Bandcamp. Uh, all you know, all social streaming networks. Uh, you know, digital streaming platforms. Cloak X Dagger. So we yeah, can check it. Let me ask you this, actually. One more thought that I had. Um, you guys ever seen the movie Cloak and Dagger from the '80s with the little kid from ET and Dabney Coleman? Yeah, it's excellent. Yes, okay. I that's one of those. I was obsessed with that movie as a kid, and I forgot about it for years. And I watched it again a few years ago, and it is crazy. It's a it's a crazy kids movie because there's a lot of people getting like shot and stuff like that. But like, you can watch the video game, bro. That's how you want it. Yes, yes. There's got to be something, some sample in there. You guys could grab or something. There, like there is one. I do have a stashed away for one day. All right, I may cut this out just so that I don't blow up your spot. But like, um, my I work with a lot of artists in San Antonio, and like, um, like I do a lot of album art for a lot of them down there. There's a scene down there with a lot of dudes and, and women that are that are really amazing. And um, the only thing I know about San Antonio is David Robinson and the movie Cloak and Dagger. So, <laughs> it's, you know, at some point they're gonna get a Cloak and Dagger themed thing, like a lady with like missing fingers. Like, oh, man, love that shit. Fuck yeah. <laughs> Sick, man. Well, I appreciate you having us on. Yeah, all right, thank you so much. It's a pleasure. Check out all their stuff, buy their albums, and um follow them because you know the music they've made is not even as good as the music they're gonna make. So um yeah, all that good shit. Talk to you. Mm. Draggy draggy, y'all. Yeah. All the worst rappers are men, they belong in kitchens We put a lot of distance between them bitches and us I slide my fist in the cuffs Custom cufflinks and kick this in the tucks I ain't permitting a cuss, ain't shit to discuss I'm just living like I'm still pissing in cups Look over my shoulder so I won't be surprised Trying to catch me sleeping, only open the eyes I'm stealing ideas that's supposed to be mine The more you cut his throat, the doper he rhymes Long ass needle, shoot this dope in your spines Your bros with cold minds, all quoting the lines Your art friends know they can't roll the designs Even my old shit look like it's frozen in time Brown liquor on ice and jet black stout Oh shit, knuckle draggers almost left that out Yo. Black Tim's, black khakis, all black Norfolk Bow and arrow shank, and a face cake with war paint On my A-game, my aim decide your fate I barely pale, I ain't showing for the court date Ride for the nations and natives on reservations For the youth in my city, less education For mom's cop shop, they see the devastation So I follow rules, shoot first, no hesitation It's win, lose, or draw, swing, lose your jaw And if my people's in the pinch, they know who to call I came stepping with strange weapons and they threaten I toss the javelin, stick your body to the wall Al Buterall, gut punch, win, loss That boy G stick your head with a pitchfork I smoke half the stuff to top with a split fork Slick talk, pull the ride over and make a pick
Nickel bag, five dollars, get you by the bow pack. Ten bucks a point, wall mount, got the whole rack. Twenty roll the blunt, dub spinning, still fly. No two forty and eight the trees. Eight ball is one fifty. Quarter for your thoughts, quarter zip, quarter pound, quarter finger, snap it off the cylinder. Scent of vinegar, I'm too familiar. I'm sliding up the scales, three quarters off the rails. Whole kilogram sales, finger on the scales, just dropping bombs. We bunker bust, smash your jar in several places with the Kimbo knuckle dust. Sliding six more bars, sales are the advocates, five minus one, mostly fill a bar, I'm feeling this, the final four grams, I set aside for stormy times, three dimes in the spot, in the kitchen, cutting lines, two fines, one charge, these feloniously bought, if I wanna get you touch pause, I put it on the card. Yeah. Yeah. Look and be wise, they shook and I can see why Put a hand on my food, you gon' lose it like Booker Eli A bunch of crooks on they B.I. They sleepin' giants awake and some fuck the G-Rod We want the machines that I'm making them Stack paper, raisin' meets mass failure Down Rodeo with a fist full of steel I'm Zach Daylight, hate the raw shit Middle of the marsh pit, sittin' meditating. I suggest that y'all keep caution, motherfuckers, I'm inspired Don't matter if I'm sick, tired, and dying, I'm defined Take a look in these eyes so you'll find this fire I'm alive, feel like great and lightning flying from my fingertips, give me the keys to wisdom I disintegrate the ignorance Far from pacifist, multifaceted That hard to Lazarus, I stumbled and blunted And sunk your battleship, the masochist Can't do a thing to me, it's more than arrogance hey, I'm passionate, refine my mind and civilize the savages Fly talk on the beat, I skywalk Black Jesus locked off of the street My mind talk, speak parables And fresh robes dip with thick Cuban chains Rick Rubin, stupid ruby stains Flew a shooter aim, Cooper came sharp Cuts with diamonds deluxe 24 karat geese, peace blinded you fucks Ambiance plush, feathers be the aura 60 point scorer, lighting joints in Bora Bora Tipping the Pora, cross border visa stamps We the champs, keep the chance in your bullshit in advance We moving peas, dope lines, Peruvian keys The coolest breeze 32 degrees, freeze be the steeds with Sudanese Dark skin chicks on their knees, she giving brains to Salute the guards when we came through, son we raised you Poppy style, daddy cool bars, illuminous Shine beyond the humble forum bundle, show improving this Buddha fist pose, voice rose, elegant flows Art soul, so exotic, melodic, dipping the product Reaganomics, supersonic, Gary Payton with the glove leather 38 snub Beretta, a much better Tough sweater, coogee tight, bougie life, I truly write Crack like the pookie pipe, fuck Around and lose your stripes I lose the strike from the cannons when I bust And still shaking off the rust Don't give a fuck what